Welcome back to Square Horror. I am your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the uh, Sandy Beach Master of Ceremonies, Matt. And I'm Sharky. Devin? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad that we have you on the podcast, Devin. I'm very, very excited to be here. Very. We've been talking about doing this movie for a while, like even before like we started doing a lot of guest episodes. And I knew that if we you know, got to it anytime soon, we needed to have Devin on because mostly our guest episodes have been people having seen movies that are scary uh, or it's like their favorite thing ever. And we really like that you're here for this movie. Yes, we're so excited. As soon as I started listening to y'all's podcast, I messaged you, Matt, because I was like, look, I know some things about sharks. <laughs> if you do Jaws, yes. I am ready. <laughs> yeah, everything that, Je- that Devin's going to say, I'm going to take with like indisputable credence. Uh, pretty much any shark fact you give me, I'm going to completely agree and take We're going to buy possible. it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be the real. No. Oh, so we I don't know much. You. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't know anything to prove you Again, wrong. Google search of sharks. <laughs> I did before before watching the movie. <laughs> uh, Mainly because I was thinking about, you know, because they always talk about like, okay, what is it about sharks that's just like kind of impressive, but also kind of scary as animals? It's like they have to always keep moving. And one of the reasons they can't keep them in captivity is because they're like, they need to eat all this food a day. So I was like, how much food does a great white shark need to, need to eat a day? And then I was doing the math about like how many like pounds of meat that would be. And it was like 90 pounds of meat a day. Well, also because they have strange but vast migratory patterns, they actually have a, it's either an enzyme or a protein, I don't actually know the science, in a, their liver, where they can swim from, you know, Florida up to Maine, Cape Cod area, and not eat that much, holding onto the protein of in their liver, and it keeps them going. Man, they're just like on cruise oh control. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's really awesome. Sharks are yeah. rad. They're the Truly best. they are. <laughs> Matt, I have a shark tracker app, and the day I left Myrtle Beach, one of the sharks popped up at Myrtle Beach. I was very disappointed. (laughs) Unfortunately, no one saw a shark, but everybody got stung by a jellyfish except for me. Yeah. (laughs) Danny, it was great. I was in the water trying to get stung by jellyfish. I'm like, man, this just isn't my trip. Mine Um, is still (laughs) irritated. Mine is still, yeah. So Jaws, yes, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of the first summer blockbuster back from 1975, um, created by Steven Spielberg. I know, right? And like, it's high in the age of uh, PG when there was no PG (laughs) thirteen. Right? Yeah. Because there's more blood in this than I remembered from when oh, i watched this 10 years ago remember we talked about it uh on some other episode with it they definitely like toned down the kid's death but it was like supposed to be a lot worse than it yeah. was and they didn't show the body of the first victim intentionally yeah. because, but i think that was more because she was nude and back then they didn't really show nudity all the time like they would mm-hmm. now yeah not in pg movies if we still no, have right. some standards <laughs> yeah <laughs> We can have sharks just up and eat children, but like, come on, man, is that a nipple? Get out! Of here. 
absolutely not. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you're right. It like straight up invented the summer blockbuster, but it also for all the like success that it had with Steven Spielberg's career, it also kind of like demonized sharks for like mm-hmm. everybody ever. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a great movie that it terrified people to like not even want to go to like the deep end of a pool without thinking mm-hmm. there's gonna be a shark there. Man. Yeah. Did you? Did either of you read the book? Oh, I did. I read it when I was a little bit too young to read it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I remember. It is a lot more saucy than I remember. <laughs> There's a whole like affair that happens oh, in the yeah. book that does it not happen detailed. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, Peter ben- Benchley, um, after the movie came out, regretted writing the book because of how many people started killing sharks out of fear. He was like, oh, that's not what I wanted. Um, yeah. And he immediately started donating to like ocean wildlife funds and everything, him and his wife both. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that there's multiple uh, countries now that are straight up like protecting it under penalty of law. They're like, you can't kill them anywhere in this country, no matter what. Right. And, like more and more countries are trying to like adopt that. And another horror cool. link, Eli Roth, uh, made that documentary for shark week last year about the finning industry and just how terrible it is and i was just like eli roth's doing this i love that (laughs) yeah we did just talk about how kind of great of a guy he is in general like when he cares about something like he really cares about it he'll go to iceland and apologize to the whole freaking country (laughs) yeah Um, but like uh, that's the negative side I guess of Jaws is like uh, because of how good it was that's what it did to sharks but we're gonna talk about what is the good part of it which is everything else about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, like one of the things that I think this movie is most iconic for is its score which was written by Mm. John Williams which um, the theme for this movie, when John Williams first played it for Steven Spielberg, uh, Spielberg thought it was a joke. And he was like, oh, no, well, what, seriously, what's the real theme going to be? And then Steven, since told. the movie came out, was like, yeah, I was just dumb. I didn't know that it would work. <laughs> Steven Spielberg was a little out of depth for this one. So maybe that was just you know he's it's par for the course for that point he was a little overwhelmed Mm -hmm. well yeah and then this just jump-started john williams doing everything under the sun for the next three to four decades after this this is his first one uh if it's not his first it was one of his earliest ones i think because this was just a few years before star wars even Mm -hmm. oh yeah exactly and I mean, honestly, I feel like the commercial success of this one may be pivoted to Star Wars. So, like, you're welcome, everyone who loves Star Wars. You can thank <laughs> Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jaws's fu- You thank Jaws. Uncle Jaws giving you that for Christmas. <laughs> Uncle Jaws. <laughs> um, so, one of the weirder things, and maybe this is just my kooky doo brain, um, but throughout, I was getting a lot more notes of jaws similarities to uh 1977's halloween um so like you know obviously jaws is a super successful blockbuster uh it catapults everybody's careers um makes everyone afraid of sharks but i also think that in aside from like just having shark horror films 
it kind of showed the world just around the time that Halloween was, you could take something kind of unassuming as a, like a shark or just a man in a mask and you could turn it into like a brilliant horror film because of the way you make it and the way you frame it. So like, there's like a little bit of a weird number of similarities. Okay. Bear with me, Danny. I can see your face. <laughs> there are similarities. Honestly, I'm here, I'm here for it. Let's go. <laughs> a lot of similarities between Jaws, the shark from Jaws, and Michael Myers. And I, it all kind of came together when Quint's on the boat and he's talking about looking into the eyes of a hungry shark. And he describes him as black like a doll's eyes, which is almost verbatim what Dr. Loomis says about Michael Myers' eyes. Oh my God, you're uh, right. Wow. Yeah, and that's just the tip of the freaking iceberg, okay? Because <laughs> it's a it's a eating machine. It doesn't really have a base consciousness. It pretty much can't be stopped. It's inexplicably intelligent. And it just destroys the lives of anyone it touches. They both get lit on fire. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they both keep coming back somehow, <laughs> hunting the same family. Come on. Michael Myers walks slowly, Jaws swims slowly. <laughs> and we know from all those barrels that he just shrugs off like they ain't shit, that he, just like Michael Myers, is stupidly strong. Yeah. He's, he's, like, a, he's like the Tyler Maine of sharks. <laughs> Michael Myers. Okay. I'm gonna say he could just be the Michael Myers of the ocean. Yeah, I mean, but that still makes sharks sound like roving psychopaths, but you know. (laughs) Well, you could say Brody is correlates with Loomis because he's the only one who seems to grasp how evil it is, you know? Right. Oh my god. Yeah, this the mayor of this town is just (laughs) the worst. Okay, this goes deeper than just the mayor. This is definitely like Peter Benchley being like, man, rich white people in like upper class New York don't have a clue. Because honestly, that whole press conference that they have, like impromptu and all the like village idiots are like, oh, Brody, can't you just like arrest the shark? Like, I need this to be done like on my schedule. (laughs) There and was, Brody's just like, no one's listening to me. In that same scene, he was like, we're going to close the beach. And the mayor said, only 24 hours. And like, once someone in the crowd went, 24 hours? That's like three weeks. <laughs> like, mm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like Citizens of Pawnee Killing from people. Parks and Rec. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're yes. exactly like Pawnee. <laughs> they're, like, they're like Eagleton because they actually like have all the money. Yes. Oh, you're right. And you Brody's I mean? trying yeah. to get them in line. <laughs> okay so i mean for anyone that doesn't know the plot of jaws i mean there's a couple people out there that haven't seen jaws before but it's it's pretty simple it's the shark shows up to an island community and starts eating people and as we've stated and we'll definitely get more into the chief of police is the only person on the island with a few hand a few exceptions that is doing anything at all to stop the shark And people who haven't seen it after hearing this are just going to picture Michael Myers' mask on a shark. On a, just <laughs> hey, like how there's I a mean, Santa hat in Santa Jaws. <laughs> Santa, Santa Jaws. Jaws. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just like Michael Myers, the shark has its ominous theme that follows it everywhere. That's true. true. Written by a John. I'm telling you, 
yeah, yeah. listen, the, the connections are just like, <laughs> it's like deeper than the JFK assassination, I'm telling you. I'm picturing you that Charlie Day meme where he has the threads and the pinboard behind them, but it's Matt just connecting Halloween and Jaws. I'm convinced <laughs> that's, that's what he's done with the studio like, since I left. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much every episode of this podcast. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, so Devin and I definitely have seen this movie quite a bit, but Danny, walk us through a little bit more. This is the second time you've seen this movie. So, so you're watching it with a fresh set of eyes. So yeah, I just rewatched this today. It was the first time I had seen it in about 10 years, and it was the second time I've ever seen this movie. Um, I forgot how quickly the first couple of uh, shark attacks happened because I forget that so much of the latter half of this movie is on the boat with um, our three essentially main characters at that point. Uh, the mayor is just, I can't with the mayor. The mayor also has a total of three costumes in this movie that he just circles <laughs> through. And Each I was more scumbaggery than the last. And I was watching it with Grace and she just kept pointing out just how terrible the like fashion of this movie is. And I just couldn't, I was just losing it with her judging all these people for their 70s swimsuits and bright, bright color choices. Like I mean, the mayor's right, but... suit jacket that he decides to wear on the regular, which just feels too on the nose for a mayor of an island town filled with fishermen. Uh. <laughs> I would call his haircut the, uh, the mayor do because everything like any everything in like a, a classless mayor is in that hairdo you're right i just remember his anchor suit i loved it it was great yeah the anchor <laughs> suit i did kind of take note of that i'm like he's not seriously wearing an anchor suit at a time like this this is serious <laughs> like come on buddy well and like he's the first one that's really in chief brody's way of actually getting anything done about this beach he is the one who refuses to let him close the beach he's the one who makes them fake documents on the mm -hmm. autopsy of the first victim whose he's arm already, they find he's already like doing like governmental cover-up stuff yeah like day one he is ready to cover up everything about that beach because it's the fourth of july it's big the tourist of time july. we live on Summer dollars. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad the big 4th of July lobby is making sure these shark attacks keep happening. Right. <laughs> when, when I was watching it this most recent time, I found a lot of similarities to this movie to Nope, the new Jordan Peele movie. So good. Which, okay. Um, oh, absolutely. Because they both deal with like these outside forces affecting these smaller towns in a way that very few people seem to really understand and there's aspects in both of them about like trying to find the fame of stopping or capturing these things specifically in this one after um the kid dies and the mom has a three thousand dollar reward out for killing the shark everybody and their dad comes out with their boats ready to try to take this shark out and any shark out as we find out when they first bring out the first shark that is way that too small poor tiger shark yeah poor tiger. <laughs> it's not fair that was my first scientific inaccuracy 
tiger sharks only like warm water they would not be up in those waters <laughs> yeah well and it, that's he i think doesn't uh hooper say so he's like, he does he does he brings sharks to be here he's like this is not right why is there a tiger shark here yeah he's just as, he's like okay put a pin in this kid got eaten situation why the fuck is there a tiger shark up here <laughs> He's a big aquarium ocean nerd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matt Hooper is one of the aforementioned other people on the island uh, with with Martin Brody, who is uh, trying to stop the shark. After the attacks have happened, uh, Matt Hooper is brought in from the Oceanographic Institute to assess the state of the problem, uh, and he discovers really quickly that the town is totally fucked and not doing anything about it except for right. Brody. Exactly. <laughs> Like, and he's like, this thing has already killed, like, three or four people, and uh, it's going to keep killing until we stop it. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Myers. <laughs> it all circles back for me. Or Matt. the alien from Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's that weird bedsheet alien. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool, though. I really like that movie. Yeah, I, I really like that one. Also, another reason to be scared of chimpanzees. Oh my gosh, right? It's I was like, true. I don't know. No, you know. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but man, yeah, the way you were talking about the when you know that the little boy does get eaten. Um, that's one of the big public events. Public events, the big public deaths of the mm-hmm. uh, of the movie is you know, there's there's a cold open kill for lack of a better word, which is funny because for sharks, that's just like eating. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's just like having dinner. It's just yeah, it's just it's like time. a cold open kill. Yeah, it, it doesn't know it's in a horror movie. It's just trying to like live. Um, <laughs> but the uh, a, you know after that, there's uh, some time when Brody is kind of more or less weighing like, oh, a shark attack. That's kind of weird. And the mayor again, like he said, immediately is on the ball with like, okay, so um, no, I'm gonna falsify documents. It's a boating accident. Mm-hmm. Which first of all, how the fuck in in any universe outside of Friday the Thirteenth? <laughs> boats with propellers actually run into swimmers by accident because i feel and like in the cut ocean them no multiple way. times that, yeah that like she, sure <laughs> like she went through like a saw trap that's not a boat propeller <laughs> also i do have to mention i love the use of because um when you first find the body of that first victim they just find an arm in the sand and I found out that they didn't like how the like fake arm they had looked because they thought it looked too fake. So they took one of the PAs, the production assistants, um, and just buried her in the sand and just left her <laughs> arm out. That is awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, Matt's the one that comes in, gets a look at the body and is like, uh, no, it's definitely a shark. And the mayor much like florida in the last couple of years didn't close the beaches when there was an indisputable problem and another kid gets eaten in front of everybody and it it, it's really gruesome to be honest with you it's brutal and yeah it's in front of everybody there's no hiding that one yeah that same scene there's one thing that never gets resolved and that guy's playing fetch with his dog and then at one point you see him like calling for his dog and you can't find his dog I'm assuming the shark ate the dog, and I'm very not happy about that. <laughs> I think so, too, because you see the, like, you stick the he was throwing. Yeah, the bone. Yeah. So you're so. telling me that the Michael Myers shark kills dogs? Yes. <laughs> Danny? 
I don't like that this is working so well. Hey, every <laughs> horror movie has a dead dog. You know, that's, honestly, that's the mark of like, true. oh, I don't like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the shark ate two people and a dog. <laughs> and which one are we most sad about? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And it's implied later on that he eats more dogs because there's a lot of dogs on those boats, and I don't see a whole lot of dogs later on. <laughs> Oh my God, that's true. So I have um, to say, when I first saw this, I was five. And then I was told I wasn't allowed to see it anymore for a span of time. And I don't mean this in any way now. Like I get my, as an adult, I have empathy. But as a child, I just saw a shark and people trying to kill it. But I kept just cheering for the shark. <laughs> and my parents <laughs> were a little worried about that. <laughs> 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 Team Shark. <laughs> I actually love that because when um, I think it was when Spielberg read the book, he was rooting for the shark the whole time because he didn't like the characters. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole like the book does obviously have more time to go into other stuff, but the way that it, it kind of represents the shark is more of like the shark is almost bigger than a shark the shark becomes batman where for chief brody as soon as the shark shows up his life starts to fall apart around him so the shark and needing to kill the shark becomes like this big monstrous like task he needs to overcome like in moby dick mm -hmm. and it's just funny that steven spielberg was like nah fuck this alcoholic cop i want the shark to destroy him <laughs> <laughs> see i think which, they have a lot in common with spielberg um you know <laughs> which though i i for, this, for the movie, though, upon this viewing, I do take back almost everything I've ever said about Chief Brody. I do think that he's actually a goddamn hero. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've always, I've always liked, well, I liked his movie character. Yeah, absolutely. The movie character is very, very uh, compelling. But we'll get mm -hmm. into him a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, this kid, when he gets up and eaten in front of everybody, we were talking about it before we started recording, but yeah, if this shark is some kind of intelligent creature, like more intelligent than it could be, I feel like this is that type of, you know, in the horror movies when they have a, a kill that specifically the body is supposed to be discovered and it's supposed mm -hmm. to be like a message. This feels like that kill for mm -hmm. this shark slasher. Yeah. You know, like the fact of the matter is by that, point that's all on chief brody <laughs> mm -hmm. so he's got to deal with that too well yeah and and it's after that public execution of that child by shark that they have that meeting and that's when people are mad that they're going to close the beach after For they've witnessed hours. someone get <laughs> murdered yeah like the mother that puts up the bounty on the shark that gets all the goofball fishermen out into the water with sticks of fucking dynamite yep that whole deal is like they're more just like swept up in the fever of like, oh, there's this reward for the shark. Can we kill the shark and then have beach stuff? Blah, blah, blah. They don't kind of factor in like, yeah, it's a mom putting up that money. A mom mm -hmm. who just had her kid eaten in front mm -hmm. of everybody. Yeah. Matt, that's another correlation to Halloween. Well, the most recent one, Halloween Kills, when the mob mentality takes over and they're like, it, this ends tonight. <laughs> exactly. And then just like, honestly, it down before I really started to think about the Michael Myers correlations but that whole bit of all those fishermen going out to like feed themselves to that shark 
I'm like, the 4th of July could have easily been like Halloween kills, like the end of Halloween kills, but with a shark. Yeah. They're all just beating it up in the street. <laughs> yeah, like there's that shit, like there's those scenes of all those people coming in on the ferries and all that shit. Like all those Coast Guard people are like, oh, we're ready to go and all that shit. And then it just shows up and like you have the two scenes with like the kids, them finding the kids, but the, the real shark is on the beach just eating everybody. <laughs> Dying because there's no kills. water. <laughs> Yeah, on the beach, being like, come closer to me. (laughs) Uh, Well, and as another little fun story, because I'm just going to pepper in some fun extra stories here today. Um, The the mom, the actress who played uh, Mrs. Kittner, the mom of the kid who died, about 30 years after this movie came out, it's the early 2000s, she went to a restaurant not far from where they filmed this movie, and she saw that one of the sandwiches there was named after her son in the movie Alex Kittner and when she was talking to the waiter there she was like you know I actually played his mom she was uh then greeted by the owner who was um Mr. Voorhees himself the actor who played her son and it was the first time they saw each other in like 30 years I heard that no story that was way. so magical also I just love that the kid's last name is Voorhees yeah which is yeah. a nice little tie to another big franchise <laughs> which one <laughs> one about a big unstoppable monster who can't be killed <laughs> but he does get hit by a boat he does yeah, take a he boat does and he survives <laughs> So for the for the, like the remainder of the movie after the Fourth of July, um, it's pretty much three dudes on a boat, and this is when I definitely want to start talking about how great all the three main characters are. Well, yeah, and we have we uh, just kind of brushed over Quint's introduction in this movie. Oh, just shit. Just, yeah. just crawling down a blackboard uh. with his nails <laughs> to just get everyone's attention at that town hall meeting. It is such an iconic start to an iconic character. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. that man knows how to command attention in this movie. Was I the only one who knew what species of shark was drawn on that chalkboard that he scratched on? I don't know because the drawing looked like it was a child's drawing. So <laughs> well, it, tell it looked like a goblin were. shark, which if you look up a goblin shark, looks like a child drew a shark and then it became yeah, a Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's a creepy looking shark. <laughs> It's really gross looking. It's actually like, I don't want to ever see one. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that would be nightmarish. That, that's the Jason Voorhees of sharks. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, Quint is this uh, local fisher or sailor rather, and his job is he hunts sharks. And judging by his boathouse, he's very good at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's definitely had his, his fair share of experience. Yes, so he knows what he's talking about. When he says he's going to kill a shark, he's going to kill a shark. Because everyone else that's tried to kill a shark so far has failed laughably. And none more hilariously than those two. that one scene of those two dudes on the dock with the ham. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's straight up a Looney Tunes bit. The whole thing, the whole like dock turning back around and following them, like 
<laughs> this is straight up Bugs Bunny. Also, I just that... like the commentary. He's like, I better get more. Uh, I better win this three thousand dollars. My wife's gonna be mad. I used all her roast. <laughs> yeah, his wife has got to be pissed when she wakes up that next day. <laughs> they address that in the next scene, like the very next scene when Brody's with his deputy. He's like, yeah, the two guys got in trouble when the wife called the police after they had explained to her why the freezer was empty. <laughs> And I'm like, what a great arc for these two characters who we don't know anything about. Uh, oh my god. But yeah, Quint, unlike those bozos, knows how to kill a shark. And he knows how to kill a shark um, probably because he's had some bad experiences with sharks in the past. Scene. Mm-hmm. Um, very famous obviously with all three of them in it that is the three of them comparing scars um you know the kind of bonding they're both shithouse hammered oh yeah all three of them <laughs> and they kind of get to talking about you know their experiences and quint starts to regale them about a story about when he was back in the navy in world war ii and uh submarine sunk his vessel and him and all of his men were stuck in the water being eaten by sharks for like a couple of days but the last line is iconic and i don't know it word for word forgive me but something like but we delivered the bomb to hiroshima and it was and that's how that monologue ends yeah it's fucked it's it's really crazy that that because that's a real story that actually (laughs) happened well and when they were filming that scene the first day they were doing it the actor was shit faced drunk, just like his character, and he couldn't oh, yeah, get through that it. Happened a lot on that boat. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, so they spent like a whole, I think like a half or three quarters of a day trying to get that scene filmed, and he just couldn't get through the monologue. And so he went up the next day to Steve and was like, "Listen, I just, I, I need to try it again. It was not working yesterday." And then he got it in one take that next day. Nice. Fuck yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I just needed to sober up for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes <'Cause> sense. <laughs> honestly, these three guys really did spend like probably a couple of weeks on that boat together, getting hammered all the time and like probably hating each other for a great deal of it. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was uh, the actors who played Quint and Chief Brody who did not get along while oh, they really? were filming this movie. Yeah, it, it was Richard Dreyfus, and I thought it was Quint, but it, it was whoever it was was like giving uh, Richard Dreyfus like so much shit, and he was like, "Dude, I'm fucking on the edge. Yeah, Do not fuck with me." <laughs> well, and Richard Dreyfus is doing his Richard Dreyfus thing in this movie, which I mean, fucking no one great. does it better. <laughs> no, I have to say, the only other movie I've really seen him in is What About Bob. <laughs> With Bill Murray. You gotta see Mr. <laughs> Holland's opus, man. He's so good in that too. I also highly recommend the Goodbye Girl. I had to watch it because I did a musical version of it, which the musical's not very good, but the movie's great. <laughs> the movie's great. Sweet. <laughs> well, actually, Dreyfus is in the as a cameo. He's in the opening scene of Piranha, and it's basically no he's in a floaty in this like lake or water wherever piranhas live. I don't know, and it's playing remnants of Jaws music and it comes up and he says something that's very like alluding to the movie Jaws and then he dies from the piranha and it's awesome. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Man, Piranha was a weird movie. (laughs) That's as far as I got. I watched that scene, saw that he died and was done. (laughs) 
Yeah, man. So we got to start talking about this shark, Bruce, or Bruce. Bruce, female identifying. Brucette. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara. Barbara, the shark. Okay. Because yeah, apparently the 25 foot great white shark, according to my cursory Google search, uh, male sharks don't, um, great white sharks don't grow larger than like 15 feet. So Jaws is a lady. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the shark looks kind of bad we know everybody knows well, and the animatronic was just a hell to work with from the sounds of it mm-hmm. yeah and the, the director felt so bad about it that he put some footage of a real great white shark attacking a shark cage in the movie to that make happened while they were filming to that actor whoever was in the cage that shark attacked it holy shit oh wow yeah. mm-hmm damn was there like <laughs> like did they have to stop to be like we got hold on the shark is it's it's fucking caught in the cage i would assume so i i bet the actor was like wait i wasn't ready yeah. <laughs> i didn't know you were using a real shark <laughs> can we stop chumming the water please <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah when the jaws the head first pops up out of the water when Brody's chum in the water mm-hmm. um, I'm like yeah the shark doesn't look good but like look how fucking terrified Brody is <laughs> oh yeah he's <laughs> like, freaked that's the, out like that's where the, the famous line from this movie comes from like right after he's so shocked uh, from seeing the shark um, but I, it's here where I think why Brody is such a hero because right after that happened they immediately start trying to like tag him Mm-hmm. And Hooper's like yelling at Brody to like get out onto the bow and just be like, oh, grab this and grab this. And Brody's like, there's a big ass shark in the water. I hate the ocean. I've never been on a fucking boat before. And I'm like gonna fall off. But he knows he's gonna get a fucking job done. So he does it anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do love that Brody like fully conquers his fear of the ocean by the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. You would and think he's not even shy about butt. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's so wild. Like, I remember back on, like, the Animal Planet days when they'd have, like, you know, survival stories of people that would, like, be, you know, attacked by sharks. And they're always, like, sitting there on the beach just kind of like, no, nah, man, I just want to, like, understand them. And I'm like, dude, it's so wild. But they're like, that's cool. I just want to, like, get to know them now. Yeah. <laughs> well, on Shark Week, there's a... um He's a double amputee, one arm, one leg, got bitten off by in a shark attack. Um, but goes in back one go? every. He goes back every year. Yep, one one. Oh my god! Shark. He's in every Shark Week year. He does the research. He dies. He's one of the biggest activists. Um, he's my hero, Paul DeGelder. Wow. Paul DeGelder is his Man. name. <laughs> Real life hero, chief, not Chief Brody. He's the right. Fake <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Man, it's just so, it's so wild too, because like, I, I know also that like 25 feet long for a shark, for a great white shark, like, it, is it possible? It's just not, it's not common. Most of them, like, okay, so females can be 18 to 20, and when they're pregnant, I mean, their diameter is massive, because they thicker, can be pregnant wide. with anywhere between two to 10 shark pups at one time, and oh they God. carry them. Their carry time's not nine months. It's like a year, over a year. I don't remember exactly, and I don't want to 
give it false, but like you have 10 pups in there. That's, that's a big girl. That's a lot of pups. That's a lot <laughs> well, of shark and pups. I was looking, it, it also looks like shark pups are like four feet long, I think, right? When they're born. Like well, sometimes already... they eat each other in the womb. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Like sharks are fucking hardcore, man. <laughs> give they, really, fuck. they don't mess around, man. <laughs> Just again, like the shark wasn't clearly like haunting the humans in this movie if it was just like a normal ass shark like the shark doesn't know it's the impetus for a community's tragedy it's just like eating it's just living it's surviving yeah. there, you know yeah and i mean this this shark in this movie does absolutely know that it's hunting humans sometimes no, it's like, it'll knock the over boats like when it goes to the pond definitely mm-hmm. chooses to knock over that boat to eat that guy but that was a really cool shot how it was a bird's eye view and the shark oh, was, it was under scary. the water mm-hmm. that was the awesome shot yeah the shark yeah it doesn't look awesome that's a scary looking shot because it's still a big looking robot in the water that looks like a shark yeah. right um i just confirmed the largest shark great white is 19.7 feet so 25 is not <sighs> but it's <Yeah>. cool <laughs> Yeah, again, Jaws is like the super. It's the human, super great super white shark. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the super great white, like not megalodon size, but like no. it's still big as fuck. <laughs> and that's okay, why so, uh, you mentioned it. They called the mechanical shark Bruce, which is why in Finding Nemo they named yeah, that, which is yeah. awesome. Because the shark in Finding Nemo didn't work and broke down constantly. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, he did <laughs> yeah that's like the very famous thing about this movie and the making of it is like they were like these script revisions like you know the cast sometimes was button heads but like the big one of all steven spielberg probably still has nightmares about it the shark brought, constantly broke and it like never worked and it was just such a pain in the ass well yeah and in that first scene of the movie Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember hearing that some of those screams are real because the actress was being thrown around more than she was supposed to be because oh. the shark was malfunctioning. Wow. Was it actually a shark? Like, I mean, you don't it was see the, it in the, in the opening scene. In the opening scene, it was like that shark animatronic bit that I think was supposed to be sho- shoving her around and it just went too hard. So she was like oh, actually man. not feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, yeah, I want scary, metal man. to be jerking me around. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be like the same amount of trauma as like a real shark attack. <laughs> <laughs> if not worse, because machines can malfunction. What if it just snaps close? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You get like Five Nights at Freddy's out in the middle of the ocean. That's not going to be fun for anybody. <laughs> then Steven Spielberg's got to cover up a murder. Oof. <laughs> I'm still Indiana Jones. Freddy's in the ocean. (laughs) I know about some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Okay, though. Who here would uh, get into a shark cage dive? Because I know I definitely would. You have. I've gone cage diving. Yeah. No way! Oh my god. Um. So it was in Hawaii. There were no like man-eater sharks you know um but we went and they were galapagos sharks they're about six to seven feet long um and it was probably the best 
day I should say other than my wedding I guess um, <laughs> um especially because I'm married to Matt's cousin <laughs> um don't tell him he doesn't listen <laughs> I don't think um it was a phenomenal like so then I got scuba certified afterward because now my goal is to go without the cage and then I want to go to South Africa and do the great white cage diving yeah, oh, wow. I definitely want to do it with a great white because I really, really want to see them in the wild. And that's the mm-hmm. only way that you'd be able to see them. But and part of me also dives, wants to do. You generally like... do need to be scuba certified because the cage has to be lower than most snorkels can handle. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. 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 So Matt, if you get scuba certified, let me know. I'm looking for. I <laughs> I want to do it. I definitely want to do it. I don't have It'd a lot so of much... takers to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Like there was like there was a whole thing I remember like back in the day they were talking about like off the coast of South America somewhere and they were like this is like at this point in the year at this you know time of month is like the highest concentration of great white sharks on the planet mm. and like they bring out cage that's mainly what do like a lot of like uh, like research and stuff too but there's also people that go out like with the cages and they're just like you're gonna see a bunch of them so if you can't handle that like don't even get down there because then we're gonna have to push like take an extra right. time to bring you back up and then and you're like, terrified you hyperventilate there. while scuba diving like very dangerous yeah <laughs> like, <the> Michael <laughs> sharks can smell fear and then they're just definitely gonna get into the cage with you <laughs> mm-hmm. and i was actually w- doing this watch through um surprised that standard cages still look like like there's i mean if you look on shark week and they're funded research projects they have different right it's all the fancy ones but the one richard dreyfus and wasn't too far off the one i was in like oh my god (laughs) and that's kind of terrifying when you realize that you know the, the footage that's in the movie you know once hooper gets into the cage to you know tag the shark with the poison uh the shark rips apart the cage and hooper hides on the ocean floor while the shark rips apart the boat Mm -hmm. um but during that they actually do have a real shark tearing apart an empty cage so it's just reassuring to know that a shark very well can rip one of them apart i mean maybe the metal is different but the design looks i would hope (laughs) let's let yeah i would hope they'd uh fixed it up a little bit with some stronger metal over the years well right and of course it was also the fact that the shark i think i remember reading about it was caught in the cage and it was just like thrashing around so right. it's obviously so gonna break it yeah because it's like fuck what the, like get you know it's it's like anytime an animal's got like a jar of peanut butter on its face and it's like what the fuck is happening to me <laughs> It's a little bit more dangerous than that, obviously, but it's the same sort of <laughs> energy. So I do want to put this disclaimer out there just, you know, on Team Shark, that so a lot of research has gone in that great whites and like other sharks don't actually like the taste of human. Um, so a lot of times when they bite, it's called a sample bite. Um, and then they realize <laughs> that it's not like a seal or a penguin and they let go swim away. Um, of course, if they've bit down on your artery, you know, <laughs> damage is done, but yeah. <laughs> they're not, so they're not looking to, they don't enjoy the taste of us. They don't want to eat you. Yes. You're not on the menu. <laughs> yeah. I see again and again, they always talk about that great white sharks and a lot of sharks in general are opportunistic. So they're kind of just like a big hungry Michael Myers roaming the sea, just mm-hmm. kind of taking stuff as they find it. 
and they don't and, have good vision. So if you look yeah. like a seal, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if there's blood in the water, they kind of don't give a shit because if mm -hmm. they smell it, they can smell it from like a mile away, which is kind of scary. Uh, that they've got like daredevil like senses from like electric impulses so they can sense when there's thrashing which is mm -hmm. kind of nuts that they can do that but what's um, cool so if you've ever heard the hey just punch him in the nose that's actually true um yeah. they have these very sensitive sensors on their nose um called ampullae of lorenzini that's the most scientific word i know um, <laughs> wow. where if you touch it like they're very sensitive so if you hit it they they'll back off but I don't know if you've ever seen video of people, not great whites, but flipping other sharks upside down and like balancing it. It's if you stroke that part of their nose long enough, they go into a tonic state. Tonic immobility is what it's called. And so that's how researchers get hooks out of their mouths. They do ultrasounds, they do tagging um, because they basically made the shark uh, catatonic. Oh my that's God. So, wait, that's so well, but wait, so. I know researchers are doing it. It must be like they know what they're doing. But like I figured, because I know sharks have to like keep moving. Not all sharks. Die. Not oh, all sharks. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Great whites do. Also, like I've they're so big. No one's gonna try it with a great white. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to see them put it into sleep. Right <laughs> like they do have to keep moving, but there are breeds of shark that don't. Um, some are bottom feeders and they just sit on the ground until their prey comes by. But tiger, uh, not tiger sharks, nurse sharks, lemon sharks, reef sharks, if you, that's the ones they're usually doing this with. And they're literally balancing them on their nose upside down in the water. It's, it's on my bucket list to try that one day. That's so crazy. I had no idea that they could do that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's fascinating. It's fantastic. Like rubbing it puts them to sleep. That's so <laughs> yeah. nuts. You just gotta pet it in the right spot and it'll it'll right fall by, asleep. Right by its mouth. <laughs> just turn off a shark. <laughs> like it's I mean, obviously it's not that easy to do. But um I, I got I'm I'm with you, Devin. I'm on Team Shark too. And and I know that we at we at uh, Square Horde are not pro animal abuse. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and we're also not, you know things are never as simple in nature like as like pure evil or like a killing machine so like even like the real life story like the indianapolis which again i don't remember all the details but it was a real story about a uh, navy um, ship that had been delivering the atomic bombs to uh to wherever they were going to get picked up by the plane and on their way back they were sunk they were stranded. No one knew where they were. It was a top secret mission. And this, you know, the wreck had all of these Navy men in the water. And uh, I think they were, it was uh, like white tips, uh, those sharks that are apparently, yep. they are pretty aggressive. Uh, they show up and because there's just a lot of blood in the water and it's just there, there's just a lot of people there. There were a number of people that were, I don't know even know if they were eaten, but a lot of people were killed by sharks at the very least, just because a lot of them taking those sample bites at once. Yep. But that doesn't mean that those sharks were like evil. They weren't hunting humans. No, they just they like blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like sharks are animals and animals are just living in nature and nature has a food chain. And when humans enter the food chain, you know, it, it's on them. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I mean the sharks are dangerous at, at points, but like not you know weaponized, get rid of them dangerous. Yeah. Correct. 
make just maybe the mechanical ones. <laughs> yeah, those ones are very scary. And They're I remember just... from James and the Giant Peach, just stay Oh my gosh, that's all, right. Avoid oh my all God. Of, yeah, right? That thing was oh, terrifying. <laughs> exactly. Nightmare steampunk robot sharks and Bruce. <laughs> that's two for an O in terms of real sharks versus mechanical sharks being terrifying. Yeah. There's a movie, it's not a good one. I haven't seen it, but it's one of those B movies that's called Mecha Shark, and it's about a mechanical shark. <laughs> I'm sure it's Mecha took Godzilla. Night to write that. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking it's just Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> okay, man. So I mean we can wrap up pretty soon here. I know we we pretty much touched on all the the really good parts. Um, but for the viewers that or the listeners that I know that want to just know how it ends how does jaws end danny so uh, after uh chief brody is able to make the shark go kablooey with uh, compressed air and a well-placed shot um he finds out that he's not alone after quint has died and he thinks uh hooper has died in the cage when uh, hooper comes up to meet him after the explosion and they're just kind of paddling their or their um, trying to kick their way back to shore because their boat has sunk. There is no yeah. boat left. <laughs> R.I.P. Or there. <laughs> that boat is think fucked. Cool that it's the, that Quinn's ship is called the Orca because mm-hmm. I think that orcas are the only thing that can that like hunt sharks in the wild. So what's funny is I don't know about a great white, but dolphins can kill sharks, and the way they do it is they drag them backwards so their gills flood with water and they drown. That's- it, oh my god dolphins are dolphins. monsters dolphins need to calm down okay? <laughs> what the fuck? that's like that's that's a jason Voorhees way to kill something right that's brutal <laughs> oh my god like i hate how efficient it is and i also hate how mean-spirited it looks in my head right no i've seen video it's not cool man yeah like i just picture a bunch of dolphins and like letterman's jackets just doing that to a bunch of sharks and a bunch of horrifying psychopaths that's great Uh, (laughs) oh my god but yes orcas do orcas are mean orcas are not like (laughs) no they're they're aggressive and they'll kill your whole fucking shark pod Um, but no, I, I also figured out, I remember, so obviously Jaws is based on a book. Um, I don't remember how the book ends, but I do know that uh, another Michael Myers tag, uh, <laughs> in the book, they refer to the shark a lot as simply the fish. Uh, the first chapter oh. is the first kill from the shark's perspective. And it's very much like the shape. Yes. Interesting. So that's my big takeaway from this is that Michael Myers and the shark from Jaws are the same thing. The The shape is just inhabiting. (laughs) Honestly, my headcanon is that the Jaws franchise is just when the force behind the shape possesses sharks. I I honestly love it because Halloween is my favorite horror movie. So, (laughs) Boom. Devin loves sharks, so we just combined them. That's the best of both worlds. And we mentioned my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. So all in all, great. <laughs> yeah. We got to find a way to combine uh, Buffy and uh, Ghostbusters, which shouldn't be too difficult. Who in Ghostbusters? 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Ghostbusters for Daniel over here. I just need Freddie, not Freddie Prince Jr. That's the wrong, that's the wrong one. I just need Sarah Michelle Geller to show up in the next one and we're all set. Dude, I'll lose, I'll lose my freaking mind. <laughs> Maybe don't watch the second one because I think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> Maybe uh, if they keep making the Purge movies, if they combine that with Saw, that'll be my little fun zenith. Can you there imagine you if go. Tobin Bell shows up in the next Purge movie? That'd be weird. But we do know there's going to be more Saw movies, so maybe they'll just purge it up in those. That's true. Yeah, we just got that confirmation of a new release date for Saw 10. Yeah, and uh, they got Grubeck, the director of Saw 6 and the editor of the whole franchise, including Spiral and Jigsaw. Oh, really? Oh, that'll yeah. be good. Breaking Saw news on Square Horror. <laughs> when those movies start to come back out, we're just going to have to have like a whole side podcast, like a side stories where we just, so just so I can talk about Saw not on the show. <laughs> we'll give you a bonus episode on here and then we'll let you do your whole Saw thing. I mean, my yeah, favorite horror be... director, James Wan, made the first one. So Yeah, that he did. Yeah. Maybe we can get it. Maybe they, uh, because every now and then I hear whispers. They're like, oh man, they're going to remake Jaws. I'm like, then they just make a shark movie. No, so please James don't make Wan Jaws. Like, they shark. don't need to remake Jaws. No, not at all. No. Not yeah, one. Leave bit. Jaws if, alone. It's great. If James Wan directed a shark movie, Ooh. how great would it be? Because how much does that boy love the color red? He loves his dark hues. Charlie Closer would do the music. It'd be awesome. I'm, I would watch that movie. That would be really interesting. Um, the best shark movie I've seen, two of them, since Jaws is uh, Meg. I thought Meg was great, um, although I hear they're doing a sequel, and I don't think that's necessary. Meg um, 2. And The Shallows with Blake Lively. Yeah, I, I haven't that seen one was that very one. Good. And Sharknado. All of them are great. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to see Sharknado. You have Sharknado? I haven't <laughs> seen him. Uh, someone them, so like looked at me like I was them. insane, and I was like, "I know they're bad. That's why they're great." <laughs> I, was like, I think I I thought that was the whole point of why people liked them. It is good. Yes. <laughs> well, and it ended up embracing the meme too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know mine though is uh, ironic. It's not even right. It's just strangely enough, uh, the sequel to Forty Seven Meters Down is legitimately terrifying. I still have to see the sequel. Yeah, that one's Forty Seven Meters Down right? is a pretty solid, but yeah, Uncaged is very frightening. I was not a fan of the first one, which is why I didn't see the second one. But after your review, I will listen to. I will listen to it. Well, here's the thing. It. I mean. I'm not as passionate about the sharks. I was just more looking for like a good horror movie. So if you can just put like the species of shark in it is probably fictional. So, I mean, you can just kind of put all of the gripes on that, that they just made up a species of shark. That's fair. Like Sharknadoes aren't exactly biologically accurate. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> You're the expert. You would know. <laughs> I see flying sharks all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man well thanks so much for being on the show Devin I know talking about Jaws was like I was so excited to to get it out of the way especially because our new series is going to be all about this type of stuff so I'm glad that you could help us start that out 
Oh, I'm excited. And thank you again for having me. I know that um, we've been talking about this for a while, so I was very excited that we could do it. Yeah, it's been great. Sweet. All right. uh, Follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us at square horror podcast at gmail.com. We're definitely going to also talk about uh, Jaws 2 at the very least some other day, uh, because I definitely love that movie and I have a lot. I, I feel like a lot of people should see it, but um, that'll be it for another time. Let yeah. me know. And until next time, you stay spooky out there. Mm-hmm.